Do you want to wake up feeling like you are stepping into who you are meant to be? Into the best possible version of you? What if I told you that the key to your best life, health, and happiness are all around you? You just have to find what works for you. I'm Hope Pedraza, and I believe that there isn't just one way to live a healthy and meaningful life, and that all you need is a little inspiration to make changes that last from the inside out. Each week, I'll be sharing tangible tips and inspirational interviews to help you on your journey. These are the steps to take to improve your life and live with purpose. This is Hopeful and Wholesome. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Hopeful and Wholesome. I am talking today about organic versus... I think this is, you know, it's, it is getting more and more mainstream, I guess, right? To find organic produce and about find organic food. I just ever like, I always think about like Walmart, like Walmart just used to be Walmart and now Walmart has organic produce, right? They have an organic section. So I think more and more people are looking for organic, but I also think that people are more confused than ever on what exactly that means and if organic really is better, right? Is it more nutritious? Is it really better than non-organic stuff? And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that today and just to kind of explain exactly what it means, what the kind of the guidelines are on how organic foods are described on product labels. And then, you know, kind of answering that question, is it safer? Is it more nutritious, right? So let's start from the beginning and what exactly is organic? So it's a little bit kind of different definition if you look at produce or if you look at meat or or animal products. So produce can be called organic if it's certified to have grown in soil that's had no prohibited substances applied for at least three years prior to harvest. And prohibited substances are are really like like synthetic fertilizers and pesticides, right? Anything synthetic, like chemicals, right, that they're putting on it. And for animal products, whether it's meat or chicken, poultry, eggs, dairy products, whatever it is, or it comes from animals that have been given no antibiotics or growth hormones, right? So there is definitely a difference, right, in how things are raised or produced. But the question still remains, does it mean it's safer? Does it mean it's healthier? Well, so organic farming, here's kind of the benefit. So let's look at like what exactly why farmers would want to do, you know, organic farming practices. Well, it's supposed to enhance the soil and water quality, right? So it's this is what organic practices are really designed to meet. These are the goals that they're they're designed to meet to enhance soil and water quality. Because really, that's the issue, right? When we're looking at food that doesn't have as, as many nutrients, which I mean, in all honesty, it's most of our food these days. If you compare food now to, you know, food that was grown 50 years ago, the nutritional value, the nutritional density of our food is just not the same. And most of it has to do with the quality of our soil and the quality of our water. Over farming has really stripped away a lot of the nutritional value of the soil. That's where, you know, the minerals and the good stuff in our food comes from. It comes from the soil that it's grown in. And so organic practices are really supposed to enhance the soil and water quality. It's also supposed to reduce pollution, right? To kind of reduce the effect on the environment. And it's to provide safe and healthy habitats for livestock and for when we're raising animals. And really to kind of enhance or enable natural livestock behavior, right? Cows are supposed to roam free. They're supposed to eat, you know, grass and roam around. They're not supposed to be pinned up and fed, you know, GMO soy and corn crap, right? They're supposed to be roaming free on the range. Same with chickens. So it's supposed to enable just like the natural behavior of how animals, you know, should be behaving. So when we're looking at, you know, how this, these things really affect the quality of our food, it's important to understand the difference between 
safer and more nutritious. And I really think it goes back to, and I've talked about this before in here, but it really goes back to clever marketing, right? And there's a lot of clever marketing out there because I mean, honestly, I think, and, and think about it just in, just in your own mind. Like when you see a product label, and I'm guilty of the same, you see a product label and you see it say organic, USDA, you know, certified organic, you automatically think it's better, which granted, better in the sense of, yes, it's definitely going to be safer because it's not going to have, you know, a lot of the chemicals and pesticides, all that. But does it mean it's more nutritious? Not necessarily, because at the end of the day, a cookie, it's still a cookie. And I'm not saying to never eat cookies, but I'm saying like a, a box of organic cookies and a box of inorganic cookies. Yeah, it's going to be a difference in ingredients, but it's still mostly really empty calories right at the end of the day. So when we're looking at organic foods. I, I think the, the, the more important question is to ask, is it safer? So when we're looking at in terms of nutrients, studies really have shown that there is moderate increases in some nutrients in organic products. Mostly because, like I was mentioning before about the soil, it's been able to been raised in a soil that's better quality than, you know, inorganic products. And it, it has been shown to have more antioxidant properties, right? Because it's raised in that better soil. So it has, you know, certain types of flavonoids and, and antioxidants are going to be increased in organic produce. Now, this isn't to say like the studies show this is like off the charts different, but it does show that there is moderate increase. I think the biggest thing when we're looking at is at organic versus inorganic is when it comes to animal products, because there have been multiple studies that show substantial increase in omega-3 fatty acids in organic meats and animal products versus the alternatives. And really it comes down to, you know, when like free range cows, let's just use that as an example. Either like I was talking about just natural animal behaviors, like they're able to roam free, they're able to eat, you know, the grass and they're eating, you know, quality grass and alfalfa. They're not eating crappy corn and soy and, you know, whatever other crap they feed those farm, like factory raised cows. So when they're eating higher quality stuff, it's naturally going to increase the level of omega-3 fatty acids in the animal. And it's going to be a healthier animal when you eat. you're getting all the things that they ate. And at the same time, these farms that are raising cows, you know, grass-fed cows, free-range cows, whatever, most of these, and I don't like to speak, I want to say all, but I don't really like to speak in generalities, but most of these are also using humane methods to slaughter these cows. And so, which also changes the quality of the food. And I know this is getting a little like PETA on you here, but the fact is, and, and, and totally, you could do, there's studies here. I'm not like speaking out of like nothing here. You can look for studies, but Studies have shown that the cows that are raised more humanely, they're so when a cow is slaughtered, it knows it's about to be killed, right? And when it's slaughtered in a super inhumane way, and if you really want to watch some graphic stuff, just go Google it and you'll see what I'm talking about. But when they know they have the same same stress responses as humans do. So when they know they're about to be slaughtered, they know they're about to be killed, their hormones, their their stress hormones like cortisol are just gonna, you know, skyrocket through the roof. So when their hormones are elevated like that, their cortisol, that's going into their blood and their tissues and all, all of the parts of their body. And you, in turn, are going to eat that when you're eating that animal. So the fact remains that animals who are killed humanely are better quality. They don't have the same hormones and stuff floating around in them as the ones who did not die in the same manner. So omega-3 fatty acids and just the quality of the meat is going to be better which is why, you know, I teach from a plant-focused approach and I'm never going to tell anybody like you should never eat meat ever. It's just not, I'm just not about that. 
But if you are going to eat meat, this is why I always recommend just finding a sustainable and a responsible source so that you are eating, you know, the grass fed or the free range or whatever, because it does make a difference. It really does make a difference. And you could totally see a difference if you've ever gotten eggs from like, like a farm, like straight from the farm. Like I used to have a friend who raised chickens. She moved away. Not like she's not my friend anymore. She moved away. (laughs) And I should have said that differently. But she used to raise chickens. And so she would always bring eggs. And I don't really eat eggs. They just don't agree with me. But but my husband does. And he would always say, like, you can totally tell the difference. If you've ever had like an actual farm-raised egg versus like just the regular white eggs you find from the grocery store, you can tell the difference. They're a different color. They're a different flavor. They're a different taste. Like it's, they're totally different. And it's really just the quality that you're getting and that chicken that was raised in, you know, in, in its natural environment, right? So going back to what I was talking about, other differences. So another, I think the other two big differences when we're talking about produce. So that was more of like kind of the animal product side of things. We're looking at produce. I think the biggest thing is the pesticides and the toxic metals, the heavy metals. So there are some heavy metals, like toxic chemicals that, that are found in soils and, and, and like synthetic fertilizers and stuff that are absorbed by plants. And studies really have shown significantly lower levels in organic produce, produce and organic grains. So when they're grown in more, you know, higher quality soil, they're not absorbing all of those toxic metals and toxic chemicals. And the same with pesticides, right? And this, if you ever want to, if you want to look at actual science, if you go to the Environmental Working Group's website, it's ewg.org. If you go to their website, they really do have really good studies to back things up. So if you want to look at the science where it's like, you know, oh, it's such a hippie talk talking about, you know, how much better. Like, no, there really are studies to show what, you know, the chemicals and the pesticides, what it does to our bodies, what it does to our health. And when you're getting organic produce, it has much lower detectable levels of pesticide residue. And that's really, really important. So with the toxic metals and the pesticides, you know, I, I talk to my clients about this all the time, because when you're looking at the quality of the food that you're eating and you're looking at you know, how that affects your health, you really want to just reduce the toxic load on your body as much as possible. And that's what it's all about. And so when, when we're talking about organic versus not, not organic or inorganic, however you want to say it, that's what it is. You just want to reduce the toxic load as much as possible. And, and I get it's not feasible like financially for everybody to buy organic all the time, but there are things that are more important to buy organic than not. And it's really to reduce that toxic load. So when you get, you know, the the amount of toxins, chemicals, pesticides, all of that stuff, it's going to put a stress on the body. It puts a stress on your liver, on your kidneys, on your endocrine system. A lot of them are like xenoestrogens, which is is like fake estrogen that that affects your hormone levels and like trips your body out. Your body doesn't know what to do with them. So they really can affect your body. And it's all about just limiting that as much as possible. And again, I know it's not feasible for everybody to totally eliminate all this 100%. But if you can just limit that exposure, you're really going to limit the, the amount of stress that's put on your body and the amount of stress that your liver and your kidneys and, and on like your detox organs are doing to get those things out of your body. And so if you want to know, again, going back to the Environmental Working Group's website, if you go to their website, every year they put out the dirty dozen and the clean 15, which is basically the produce, the fruits and vegetables that you should buy organic that have like the highest levels of pesticides and chemicals. And then the ones that have the lowest where it's like, okay, these would be okay if you don't buy organic for these. 
And, and I'm going to read them to you for this year. This is for, if you're listening to this in 2022, this is for 2022 and they change it every year. But a lot of times it's different. It doesn't change that much, but they update it every year. So for the clean 15, these are the ones that are okay to not buy organic. And a lot of times it's because they have that like protective, like outer shell or whatever. So I'm going to read them to you. Avocados, sweet corn, pineapple, onions, papaya, sweet peas, asparagus, honeydew melon, kiwi, cabbage, mushrooms, cantaloupe, mangoes, watermelon, and sweet potatoes. So you notice a lot of those, you know, like look at the melons and the avocados and they have that protective shell on the outside. So you're not, you don't have to worry about as much pesticide residue and chemicals, right? Now the dirty dozen, these are the ones that have super delicate, soft outside that you really should be buying organic. These are strawberries, spinach, which let me back up. Strawberries actually are also one of the foods that also, if you're not buying organic, they put artificial coloring in there to make their colors brighter. So not only are you getting like pesticide residue and chemicals, but you're also getting like artificial colors in your strawberries. And artificial coloring has been shown to cause neurological damage and behavioral issues in kids, which is why in Europe, these things are banned. They cannot have artificial colors. So anyway, that's another topic for another day, but I thought it was important to mention there. So the dirty dozen are strawberries, spinach, kale, collard, and mustard greens. So like your greens, nectarines, apples, grapes, bell peppers, and hot peppers, cherries, peaches, pears, celery, and tomatoes. So you see most of those have pretty soft, delicate outside skin, which is why, you know, it's more apt to absorb things, all the things, right? So to summarize that part, (laughs) when you're looking at buying organic, it's really being strategic about it. If you are like, you know, shopping organic on a budget, it's being strategic about it. But I think the other thing to mention too here is a really good way to save money and still buy organic is to go to the farmer's market. Now, to get that USDA certified organic seal, it costs a lot of money, which is why organic foods are more expensive because the farmers, the producers of those foods have to pass on that cost to the consumer. That's why they're more expensive. So most farmers, most like, you know, small farmers, they raise their produce and their animals organically, but they don't want to pay to get that seal, to get that USDA seal, which I could totally appreciate. It's really expensive. That's a cost that it's a big investment. So when you go to the farmer's market, majority of the time, and I would say like 99.9% of times, I personally have never come across a local farmer at a farmer's market who does not grow their stuff organically, but I'm sure they exist somewhere. So that's why I want to say 99.9% of the time, the farmers at a farmer's market are growing their stuff organically. It's just not going to have that seal of you know USDA certified. So if you want to save some money and hey, you're shopping local, go to the farmer's market. It's going to be cheaper than buying the organic stuff in the store. And not only that, but you're buying it. It's basically like buying it farm to table. So you're getting, you know, all the nutrients and stuff that are lost in the whole like shipping process from the stuff you're buying at the grocery store. Cause that's the other thing too. Like, which is why, you know, I, I try to buy and encourage people to buy organic produce as much as possible because not only are you, you know, you losing out on a lot of, the pesticides and chemicals and stuff. But when you're buying or produce from the grocery store, a lot of the nutritional value has been lost in the shipping process from the time it's been picked, it's been cleaned, it's been washed, it's been put in the truck. And it's, you know, it's a lot of it is lost. So, and there's studies that show like up to like, I want to say like 60 to 70% of the nutritional value is lost by the time it gets to the grocery store in some food, not all foods, but in some foods. So point is, if you go to the farmer's market, it's like getting farm to table. So you get the extra nutrients. It's much, much fresher. And 
again, 99% of the time, it's going to be organic. So you're, you're not going to the grocery store and having to incur those additional you know, costs because the producer of those have had to pay for that organic seal of approval. So that's kind of my tip there and saving a little bit of money when you're buying organic. Now, the last thing I wanted to mention is about looking at kind of product labels because I, there can be kind of some confusing things, right? Because you see you know, 100% organic, you see made with organic, you see organic ingredients, you see organic. Like, So what do all these things mean? Because some labels say different things. So if it says 100% organic, this is used to certify fruits and vegetables and eggs and meat and other like single ingredient foods. And it can be used on multi-ingredient foods if all of the ingredients listed are certified organic. So this probably typically has that USDA seal if it's 100% organic. All of the ingredients have to be organic. Now, if you see a label that just says organic, it's usually like a multi-ingredient food label. It has to be at least 95%. So 100% organic, obviously, is 100%. If it just says organic, it's 95%. So there are some ingredients that aren't necessarily organic. It also could have a USDA seal, but it just not all of them are organic. Now, for products that say made with organic ingredients, made with organic, this is something, a product that has at least 70% organic ingredients, 70%. And it, it usually has like made with organic ingredients on the label. So like, for example, if you have like, like a cereal or like crackers or something, and it says made with organic, it might be something that's made with organic oats or made with organic flour or something, right? But not all of the ingredients are organic. And then if you have a label that says, just says organic ingredients, these typically don't carry any like USDA seals, but if it's less than 70% of the ingredients that are organic, but it might have some ingredients, you know, that are organic. So a few of them are organic, some of them aren't. So I think it's important just to kind of differentiate between those to know exactly what you're looking at. Because again, it's all about reading the label. And just because something says organic doesn't mean it's healthy. Just because something says plant-based doesn't mean it's healthy. I know I get in my soapbox about this a lot, but it's really all about re- reading the label. And if you don't recognize you read it on a label, probably shouldn't be eating it. it. It should, you know, it's reason for pause. If it has a whole like full on paragraph of ingredients, maybe second guess if you should eat it. It's all about as few ingredients as possible and all like actual food in the ingredients, which is why, you know, I, I don't like to say all box and bag foods are bad because they're not. You can buy, there's plenty of, you know, convenience foods that are made with actual food that are totally fine. Like that Simple Mills is a great brand. And I'll just throw out a brand there. Just this first one that popped into my, into my head. Simple Mills is such a good brand. And a lot of their stuff is organic. They make everything with real food. It's with almond flour and flax seeds and, and herbs and you know sea salt and like actual food. It's still in a box. And of course, I wouldn't at, you know recommend you build your diet off of Simple Mills crackers. But to be able to say like, okay, well, this, you know, some of these box and bag foods are acceptable, right? These are made with actual real foods, real ingredients. It's not a bunch of weird fillers and chemicals and preservatives and you know all of that stuff. So read the label is my advice on that part. Read the label. Make sure you know what you're buying. Make sure you know what's in there. And just be aware the difference in all of those like labels, right? Whether it's 100% organic, organic, made with organic, whatever. And just be aware of what the difference is between the organic and non-organic and choose appropriately because that, that, that's really what it's all about. I, I give you all this information because I want to help to empower you to make empowered decisions. Like you know what you're buying. I want you to know what you're buying. And that's the thing. And I think that's why you know the whole organic thing is really, it's really more mainstream now. It's really more 
acceptable. I don't know if acceptable is the right word, but just, I guess, mainstream. People know, like people are aware of things now. You know, for a long time, the wool was over our eyes, right? The government with USDA and, you know, all the, the government agencies that regulate our food, they were able to pull the wool over our eyes and nobody really knew, you know, no one with no one the wiser. And I think now people are, they're learning more, they're reading more. And, you know, in the age of social media, it's really hard to keep things a secret these days. So I think people are more aware. Now, yes, there are still plenty of ways that the agencies that regulate our food are still, how do I say this diplomatically? They're, they're just not being truthful. <laughs> so there are still plenty of ways that they're doing that. But at the same time, there are so many, you know, nonprofits and groups that are trying to bring awareness to what's in our food and what the things are that, you know, these agencies aren't being truthful about. They're trying to bring these things to light to educate consumers. So we know what we're eating and we know what we're being lied to about, right? We know what, what shady things are going on. And I think it's important for you to be equipped with that, with that information so that you can make the right decision. And if you still choose you want to buy an organic, cool, go for it. But at least you know, right? At least you know the difference and you know the facts behind it. There's a lot of... Gr- the Environmental Working Group is the one I would recommend if you you know, you know can get on their email list or whatever, but they have really great information, really good studies. You can learn about different things that are in our foods and, and the things that are not being restricted that probably should be restricted. Because honestly, and again, this is, I'm like going off on a tangent here, but if you look at the quality of our food compared to like the quality of food in Europe, I've just used Europe as an example because it's it's probably the best example. I mean, I mentioned before about, about the, the artificial food colorings. There's so many things and so many farming practices and like food processing practices that are literally illegal in Europe because they're not safe and they put chemicals and stuff into our foods that should be there that are safe here, that are, that are le- not safe, that are legal here, that are acceptable, that are, you know, the agencies have said are generally recognized as safe is the, the phrase that they use for these preservatives and fillers and chemicals and stuff in our food. Generally recognized as safe. That's the phrase they use. Well, a lot of those in Europe are, they're not legal. They literally can't put them in their food. So again, knowledge is power. Equip yourself with the knowledge you need to make informed decisions and then make your decisions from that perspective. I would love to know your thoughts on this. If you have any questions, I would love to hear those too. I always love getting questions. You can message me on social media. And yeah, let me know your thoughts on organic versus inorganic and how you decide how you're going to shop, right? If you're a farmer's market kind of girl, if you are strategic about it, and you can go to, if you want that list that I read out to you, that Dirty Dozen and Clean 15, I'll put the link, I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to download it and get on the environmental working group's email list so you can get you know information and ongoing research and studies and everything. It's, it's really cool information. It really is. But I hope you got a lot out of this episode, some, some new information to equip you so you can be a smarter shopper. It's always a good thing. And I will see y'all in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Hopeful and Wholesome, y'all. If you found value in this week's episode, please subscribe on iTunes wherever you get your podcast and leave a review to let me know what you thought. I love to know what you find useful in these episodes so I know how I can provide the most value I can to my listeners. And if you have topics that you want to know more about, I'd love to hear those as well. So shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It's at the Hope Pedraza or visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Thanks, y'all.